Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Uh. Meh. Textual healing. Do you guys watch um, the real world Hawaii? Uh, the was last you, real was, world. No. Sean Duffy was on Boston. Well, no, he I didn't think say he was anything on... about Sean Duffy yet. He's just talking real world. Wait, no, oh. you're right. No, he was on Boston. I remember that distinctly because he was friends with the redhead on the one who left Montana, their, who left the job that they all had because she did something I don't know and had to go off and get her own job. And Sean was the only one in the house who actually would talk to her. That's so funny. I could totally imagine him on Hawaii, but I think that was just a generic white guy who looked like Sean. Yeah, no, that wasn't Sean. I think that was the guy who's now a wrestler. Oh no, that's Mike the Miz. That's who I'm yeah, obsessed it's, with. It's, oh, oh, it's however, yeah. guy. Sean Duffy, who was on apparently The Real World Boston yeah. and 1998's Road, 1998's road Rules, road road rules, rules All-Stars, All-Stars, and, and 2002's Challenge. Real World Road yeah. Rules. Challenge, I watched The Battle of the Seasons. He's now, or he's just retired as a representative uh, in Wa- uh, Wisconsin, right. a Republican. Yeah. Republican. But before he got out of office... He was real. I mean, I will say bef- before we go, he was yeah. a real standout. Uh, supporter of Trump and right. a standout, uh, seen as sort of a, even though we know him from reality television and don't give a fuck about his crazy conservative politics, he was a standout in the Republican Party as sort of a youthful voice that was mm. seen as a rising voice. And by the way, he married Rachel from yeah. the real world San Francisco, San Francisco who was okay. like a who was Latina Republican. Yeah. Oh, Puck's yeah. I know Puck. Yeah, yeah she's right. severely yeah. Republican too. And, and she lost severely. that on the seat to The View. That's right. Uh. So, the two, of, okay, so they're so Sean Duffy, before he left, he introduced a bill that would protect gay fetuses. Yeah. From abortion. From abortion. So what that means is the bill was meant to ban fetal genetic testing for sexual orientations. And he said in a press release before he left that it was necessary to, quote, protect the lives of unborn gay children. Yeah. Now, let's unpack that. Yes. So in theory... In theory. Now, this is an article came out not too long ago, a study. I think we might have talked about it on the podcast or maybe I read about it. I don't know. But there that they found a gene, not a gene, but they found genetic makeup or something that that could tell the possibility of someone turning out to be gay. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were very clear saying, well, this is not a gene for homosexuality. Yeah. We, You can't take a test and find out if this person's gay. This is this isn't scientific yet. This isn't mastered. Mm-hmm. Um mainly because I think within the scientific community there is a legitimate fear that parents because we all know, you know, the homelessness in this country, LGBT youth is very high up on the list because parents don't want their kids to be gay in a lot of places in this sure. country. And if a parent has the option to find out if their child is gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgendered, could they abort that child? Could they then say, I, I'm not going to go through with this because I don't want my kid to have a hard life. Right. But and, is that why he wants well, well, to? And so like and there, so I think scientific community is legitimately concerned about that. Because sure. you saw in that one study that I read that it is a serious concern that they kept bringing up. Now, Sean Duffy, I don't think that's his concern. Well, no. by the way, we should add that he had 
a um, the human rights campaign LGBTQ scorecard uh, scored him with um, a zero. Yeah. So yeah. let's just he should have gotten with at that. least five <laughs> percentage it's his, points it's his, for like, being shirtless on Real World. Like right. I mean, it's something. his drop the mic moment. He's, yeah. It's just it's pure spiteful. But I mean, I think the interesting question from this because yes, he's a horrible monster person who really doesn't deserve to be in Congress, and thank God he's leaving. Um, but the interesting question that I had with this is. If they were, if it was able to find a gene for being queer, let's say, mm. and do you think then it should be illegal for that parent to choose to abort that child because that child will turn out queer? I don't know. I, I'm I'm mm. I'm mixed because I that's I largely is. I largely would argue that if we believe if 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 we say that we're pro-choice and we believe in a woman's right to choose, I think. And we believe in a woman's right to terminate a pregnancy with a child that might have a debilitating disorder. Not mm-hmm. to compare homosexuality with anything debilitating. Except for in your case. B- except for my case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I, so I, I, I guess I would still default to the side yeah. of assuming it would be a very rare practice that there's a, there's a the Venn diagram of yeah. people who are pro-choice and people who hate gay people is, has such a slim crossover that it would mm-hmm. only happen a hundred times a year but via principle I would say yes yeah. yeah I would say yes too I mean it's still it's insulting but <laughs> yeah, nevertheless sure. like yeah. it wouldn't be right to limit to, to tell anybody what to do with their their body um, and by the way, he is very pro-life. So yeah. it's not. Yeah. This is he not. He and his wife are very, very pro. They have like six or seven kids. They're very, I think they're Catholic. <laughs> I think she because she was Catholic on do? the show, and that was her big thing yep. with with uh, not Puck. Uh, who is the man who died of AIDS complications? Pedro. Pedro. Um, Pedro Zamora. Zamora. Uh, and her big thing was that she was raised Catholic, and right? So she didn't understand anything about Pedro. Yeah. And sure. Yeah. Uh, you know what I used to do in college? Uh, there used to be a group. It was called the Concerned Women for America. Well, they, I think they still exist. And they would, they would uh, uh, run boycotts of like hundreds of companies at a time, and they were boycotting Ford. When I was in college, because Ford hired too many homosexuals, <laughs> and so I used to call the Concerned Women for America, mm. and I would ask them. A la Sean Duffy, I would say, would you support abortion if you knew that the child was going to become a gay union auto worker? Wow! And what <laughs> would they say? They would just hang up. Oh that's my actually God. the irony but of all this. That's a, is a, that the, a petty college joke is what Sean Duffy is doing. Yeah, and, yep, but well, that's the irony DC. in this in this whole thing is that the bill that the law that would never be. I mean, in this, it wouldn't be passed. Let's say, but I right. do think Trump would sign it. Um, is that the people who would be seeking abortions are the very people who don't believe in abortions. Yeah, like right. the people who would be seeking abortions to abort gay children right. are the very people who don't support abortion. Correct. Right. So this is really a nothing burger. <laughs> it, re- it, it really is. I mean, it's just like, because I mean, conservatives, especially people who are so very much anti-abortion, uh, who are pro-life, um, they'll even, I mean, like Sarah Palin with with her son and having, sure. and they made a case of sort yeah. of you don't abort for any reason, even right. if this child will be born with serious Track limitations. Or Trip or Travis Tritt or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw a picture of him <laughs> graduating. I think middle school. He's very cute little kid. Yeah, sure. very happy. Um, it's a good looking family. How many yeah. kids does Bristol have at this point? I think two or three. 
Oh, wow. And they're getting divorced. Sarah and Todd got divorced. Yeah, remember I the, read that Remember too. Levi Johnston? Oh, I remember yeah. the Playgirls. Remember, uh, remember Corbin Fisher offered him $100,000 yeah. to make a porn, a yeah. solo jerk-off vid? Did he do it? No. I recently, because I, I watched the uh, the Game Change on HBO again. I watch it like uh, oh, yeah, once a year because it's just so good. One. And yeah. Julianne Moore is so good. It's like so your good a Christmas Carol. It really is. <laughs> I watch it so much. But I it made me look up um, his, what's his name? Todd Payne. Levi yeah. Johnson. Levi Johnson. Levi Johnson. I made it look of his Instagram, and his inst- he reminds me so much of my brother. Yeah. Just like a dude who loves the hunt and who's probably a Republican, yeah. who loves his kids and takes a lot of pictures with his kids. The, ah, open, the ultimate irony is that the Trumps make the Palins look like the Waltons. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It's, it's so really fucked. true. <laughs> God, the world is burning. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Not even joking. Gabrus, <laughs> how are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. You're a comic. You're an improviser. You're an actor. You're a writer. You're a podcaster. Yes. Uh, also, I feel like I've read or heard, no, I've heard you talk about how like gay guys are pretty thirsty for you. I have a oh. pretty solid DM. Wait, yes. so what happens in your DM? Like, How do people approach you? Um, uh, surprisingly civil um, for men. Mm, yeah. uh, and yeah. a lot of like- Like, Give uh, me an example. Like, a lot of say? like- uh, why, are you sure you're not gay? Um, oh, that's incredibly I would, condescending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would. I can it's make also you a so horrible happy. approach. Heart, yeah. heart eye emojis, fire emojis, eggplant emojis. Those are fine. Yeah, it's I mean, all great. Heart, it's all, I love like m- making my straight friends uncomfortable by sending heart emojis or uh, fire emojis on like yeah. Instagram Zucchini stories. And yeah, 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 yeah. Because it makes eggplant. them uncomfortable. You say zucchinis, eggplant, eggplant. yeah, aubergines. I like that you're realistic about your penis. Do they send you news? <laughs> Does anyone ever send you nudes? Uh, no, I've never gotten unsolicited mail. Uh, you know what? Have I you have... solicited mail nudes? Yes. <laughs> Everyone, every nude I've ever looked at, I've asked for. <laughs> Says the married guy on a podcast. Yeah. Um, no, I, uh, you know, if it's in that, like, ex- uh, accepted messages, it'll say, like, yeah. image uh, not shown because you don't know this person. And I'll be like, yeah. I can pretty much assume based yeah. on your curiosity, oh, cub fire, or whatever your it. name is. Cub yeah. fire. I got to oh, click sure. on the image because, like, yeah. what if it's something different? Like, what if it's like, oh, you on a thousand? I don't know what it could be, but yeah. like, what if it's something else? Wait, wait, like, finish that thought. Like, if the image, like in <laughs> the accepted it's, it's images image thing saying. with an Instagram, and it says sensitive, yeah. might be sensitive. But so you don't click it's on a picture it. of a direct deposit uh, check. Yeah, for yeah. You to, <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't have the self will to not click on the image to see at least what way. it is. I'm the same. I will way. say, yeah. as a if it looks like a woman in the, uh, in yeah, the tiny click. tiny avatar. I'll click. Yeah, I'm yeah, that yeah. heterosexual where I'm like, if I accidentally see boobs, <laughs> sure, that, that can't sure. get me in any trouble. Nothing. Yeah. Cr- do deep likes creep you out? Like when you open up your notifications, you have like twelve yes. from the same person. It, it, it. Are you flattered? Or are you are you creeped out? Or neither? It's always weird because my feed is like so minimal on thirst traps, mm. but there it there's like pictures of me, pictures of my dog, and then pictures of me and my wife. Yeah, yep. and someone likes like all of them. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know what message you're trying to. They're just I trying to yeah. let you know. I, I 
I, like look at me, look at me, and and follow me. Yeah, I think that's mostly what it is. is yeah, follow, follow me follow. back. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. find that creepy if you have that happen? No. <clears throat> I mean, I don't. I think it's just. I think it's. No, I it's don't. how we use social media, and I, I don't use it that way. But I do think that some people think that that is the way to get attention, and yeah. I don't think it's anything other than begging for attention. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think just asking, like wanting someone to follow you, is inherently creepy. Yeah, I get yeah. wanting to fo- wanting to follow someone is completely reasonable, but wanting someone else to follow you, if it's a yeah. close friend, though, do you a- get angry if they're not following you? Yeah, but it's always like an accident. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's never been like uh, it's I've never had a close friend who doesn't follow me on, on social media and then that's how I find out we're not as close as I thought we were. <laughs> I, I can I can one up I can one up you on creepy. Uh there was a guy I matched with on Tinder who already was way out of my league, so I was like a little skeptical of what was well, happening. That's not and necessarily <laughs> accurate brand. Oh, please. Uh and then he was like, hey, I'm deleting my – and he chatted me up for like a you know a minute, like an hour or something. And he was like, hey, I'm deleting my profile. Follow me on Instagram. And then – so I'm like, all right. I'm literally – like mm. my head is hung low because yeah. I'm like, I'm such a fucking doofus because I know where this is going. And I followed him and he had a boyfriend. He was just oh. doing – he's doing it to get people. He's literally on Tinder probably flirting with virtually everyone yeah. uh, that he's allowed to swipe right on and then – convinces them to follow him and it's it's Oof. that is like a new level of depressing. I mean, of course, I fell for it, but then instentaneously blocked him. Oh. Uh, but it, it, it's it's there's a lot about of gross, depraved. There's gross behavior that happens on Instagram that you, you don't like people with lots of followers, let's say they follow you, right? And and then they it's like this thing where okay, you're like, oh, well, you have lots of followers and we're probably in the same industry. I'm guess I'll follow back or whatever. And then you go back and like you like something and then you notice that they're not following you. So you realize they were they followed a bunch of people to get people to follow them back yeah, and then, they and then unfollow, unfollow to make sure. that ratio. Right. Yeah. And it's like, what right. the fuck world is this? I don't, I don't know, understand man. like gaming the system. Like I no one's making enough money. Like yeah. unless you have forty you know, unless you're one of these peak celebrities, you're not making enough money that like yeah. getting ten more people to follow you <laughs> via Tinder is right. worth your time at all. Right. It's what like, a- yeah, I fucked like a hundred guys over the course of this year. So my fucking, t- <laughs> yeah, I got right. so many Instagram <laughs> followers. I'm ready to become an influencer. It's very strange. I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to be like an old coot because you know I'm in social sure. media, but yeah, I sure. sometimes I just can't stomach what how it's destroyed us. Yeah, no, I, I feel know. a lot like a, a, a cowboy with yeah. everyone else has got cars. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone's mm-hmm. on social and I'm like, I don't even like, especially I've, I've, I'm in like a, been in a long term rela- I've been in a relationship for like 16, a relationship. Oh my I've, God. Yeah, I've been with the same woman for like 16 How years. How long have you guys been married? We've been married for it'll be eight in November. Cool. Yeah, or it October. Is, oh, it is interesting weeks. that <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> November is our moving to LA anniversary. Got it. October's uh, our actual wedding. I hadn't been in a relationship since I probably got on, like, I'd probably been single for the most of the part that I was on Instagram. Yeah. And now I've been in a relationship with the same person for a couple years, and, like, it's it's so interesting because I don't need it as much. Like, I don't, I find I'm not you posting don't crave as the much. Attention. I don't crave it as much. Yeah. I'm not engaging as much. I, yeah. I used to be super engaged on social media, right. and now I'm like, I just want to delete it all. Yeah. Remember your emo phase? It. Remember that? That's still happening. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in phase yes. two of the emo phase. Yes. I like how you say emo as if it's 2008. <laughs> well, it felt like it when you were posting those things. It felt like it. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, 
you, similar to past guests Dan Black and Matt Rogers, yes, all are, Long Islanders are also from Long Island, right? Yes. And we've talked with them, but I'm a part of the world almost none of our listeners can relate yeah. to. But okay, <laughs> well, listen. no, I think sometimes things are so specific that they become universal. Sure. Like, I think people from Long Island really want that to be true, but yeah. I don't necessarily think it is. I yeah, think if right. anyone's from uh, like. Uh, hard segregated suburbs they get yeah. Long Island. Sure. I'm, yeah. I'm always honestly very interested in like the regional, the regional uh, sort of anthrop- anthropology of mm-hmm. and behaviors of like what goes on there. What goes on in you know when I hear about Ann Arbor from Brent or right. I hear about St. Louis, I'm I'm actually always very curious about. Yeah, but Long Island College has a too. very yeah, specific stigma in that it is the suburb of America's largest city, most not largest, but like the most famous city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it gets largest. all of that. It gets all of that. And it's like, and it's all but so it's untrue. people who live a half hour away from one of the most amazing destinations yeah. on yeah. earth yeah. Yeah. and refuse, refuse to go. To go. Yeah. They yeah. never so go. So it says yeah. so much about Long Island in <laughs> right. there. Not right. for me. All the way to the city. Are you kidding? The fucking railroad. And then I got to take a subway and then there's a homeless guy and a, <laughs> and then a gay guy. I remember, and then a God for, I'm not doing I got a transfer at Jamaica. No, yeah. thank you. I'm not going to the city. I'm going to Huntington. Yeah. It's like, why would I go to the city. I have some of the best seafood restaurants ever on Sunrise. I'm, I'm sure legal. they're good, but I guarantee you it's better. It, it is wild. I, I remember I had a coworker when I was in New York that first year who commuted from Long Island two hours mm. one mm-hmm. way. He must yeah. have lived in like And I was like, Mastic you must hate your family <laughs> uh, so much. Well, I did it for a year. I did it for a year after college. I commuted for about eight months. And Yeah, I, I did I did 14 months of it, the Long it, Island. It really makes you want to die. Like, it's death. It's like a version of slow death. Yeah. That that commute, seeing the same people on the the sub on the train every day, mm. the voices, the sounds, the people. It, it's a slow march toward death but that I can't so imagine. So driving. I mean, I remember right, right no. out of college, I got a job. It was a full hour drive on on yeah. the best day possible. And if it rained, that meant it, it, an hour became usually an hour forty five. Mm. And I remember driving home. And it was so mind numbing. <laughs> I would take the train over driving on I ninety six. You know what's always any the... day of the week. Sorry, you know what's always really funny. Just a, I, I want to talk about sort of masculinity in Long Island because we've talked about it with past guests, and it's important, I think, to continue talking about it. Not important, but <laughs> wait. Before we do that, I just want to say the the weird the weirdest sort of emblematic part of like Long Island, and I think Jersey too, is the way that commuters wait, at the, like wait for their train track to be called by looking at the board, and the number comes up and they race. They race to get <laughs> yeah. to track 13 to get on the train, and it's like, what are you racing toward? To ah. guarantee a seat, because it's like the laziest shit oh, in the world. Well, see, Lazy? But, and it's that, oh, I think you're it's- tired! I yeah. think it's that, oh. that like maybe, and I think Brent is probably in the same boat as I am, because we're both Midwesterners, in that the rest, the vast majority of the country, with the exception of possibly San Francisco and Chicago, right. Don't have any idea what mm. the hell you guys are talking about yeah, when right, you right. talk about racing for a seat or whatever, uh. because it's a reality that I think tr- plays into the whole like coastal idea that Trump supporters often bring up of the the coasts, the coast's opinion about how to live and what life is mm-hmm. like, and we're all just getting this all the time when it's like the rest of the country is sitting in our fucking car yeah. during yeah. a rainstorm or a hailstorm or a snowstorm and bitching about the traffic or about the hour drive because right. there's no jobs in our local communities. So we have to drive an hour to our job or whatever yeah, right. it is. I mean, yeah. I have a friend who drives really... 
No, I have a friend. I have like a, in Missouri. I have Power a friend who literally but... drives for two hours from like Troy, Missouri, to St. Louis just for a a, a service job, mm-hmm. and it's like it's because that that's happening. Yeah, and so like I think that's really the point of like. We don't get Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. We don't yeah. get it. Well, well the, the the thing is, it's like not having lived in both New York and L.A. now, like uh, anyone in comedy, I, uh, I, driving sucks just as much as being on yeah. the train yeah. sucks. It's all just commuting, and it's the the what what. Elliot is specifically talking about though is like if you're remotely an empath, you get on a train with a thousand miserable fifty-year-old yes. men. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. cannot not affect. Like it's yeah. you have no. In like Burlington if you're in a Coke car, someone suits. cuts you off, you can get a little angry. But if you're in your car and you're listening to your music, your yeah. favorite drive time radio shit, yeah. your favorite God podcast, bless. you're making it worse. Right. Uh, yeah. Diane Ring. <laughs> and then then but like you get on a a, a train and everyone is miserable because miserable. their lives are even worse than yours. Because you're I a 22 year old kid. Peaceful. Yeah, me too. I, I was found, the same like, way. I would, even if it was no, a no, crowded no, wait. You train. You find the subway peaceful, right? No, I even commuter trains. I mean, I've I had to do that for a little bit too. Railroad. Yeah, and just sit there or stand there know, and you read smooth, your book and you listen it's and a like. smooth ride. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's, to, it's totally wonderful except for the part <laughs> where you have to be part of a large organism. Yeah. yeah, yeah and then when right, anything right. goes wrong, when one and person is shooting every once in a while, to be fair. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin What's that guy's name? Joel Rifkin? No, Colin Ferguson. Uh, wait, Colin, wait, Colin Ferguson. Oh, yeah, Joel Rifkin. Uh, jo- Bernard Getz was Bernie he the Getz. Sh- that Bernie was in Getz the city. Was the shooter. Oh, wait, what are you talking city. about? I'm talking about shooting. Shooting oh, people and... shot up trains. <laughs> um, I want to ask. So we've had Matt Rogers talk about this. Dan Black and even Guy Branham uh-huh. referenced Matt Rogers talking about the specific uh-huh. uh, machismo factor, the the toxic masculinity that. That drenches Long Island, and I think Jersey. I think any place that's like hyper Italian. Yeah, it's how a tri-state that... area sort of it thing. Is. Yeah, yeah. And how did that? Why well, just Italian? It be well. Well, hold on. Let me first say that um, Dan Black on our podcast mm-hmm. has talked about how we, how he had to basically be rehabilitated out of it, and Matt and I both have talked about how it, in a weird way, can feel more oppressive if you're closeted as a kid there than perhaps yeah you, you know, talked about this else. on high and mighty a little yeah. bit on my podcast you were saying how and i can only imagine because i felt closeted in that i liked movies <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like right. i felt uh, like, like musicals right yes yeah. yes yeah. I, like i felt like i was like well i'm not gonna like get into <laughs> what really a director funny. is with movies? my friends because really? i'm gonna get well it's just like anything artsy anything, anything. honestly anything aspirational yep. is almost yeah. frowned upon anything too. that isn't backyard wrestling was problematic a- anything yeah. a lot of stuff that wasn't just that like made you feel like and i think this is true and this is where the universality comes into play i think this is true for people uh, from blue collar uh, towns, or yes. more specifically, like Long Island, white collar towns with yeah. blue collar mentalities, yeah. where someone going like, "I'm going to move to the city and I'm going to get involved in entertainment," and you're like, you "You're doing what? Fair, Come on, yeah. oh, you, fair, <laughs> you fucking pufta! This is not what we do. Come on, right. work. You grind into the city and yep. hate yourself and live yeah. in a fucking in Valley yeah. Stream yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it always, it always." And I didn't know, like, and then I lived with all, like, Staten Island and Long Island guys in college, and uh, everything was just, like, that aggressive male energy, which I do fine in. Yeah, and then sure. uh, I've I, I played sports my whole life. You know, I play men's league rugby. I, right. I'm okay. But it isn't, I do fine in it, but I don't prefer it. Yeah. And right, so, like, right. when you finally get out, even because, like, for me, college wasn't even that much of a change like it is for most people. College got me out from underneath my parents. Wait, college, like, college? College, college. Oh, Marist College. Marist, got it. I'm trying to think of, 
I'm trying to think. I, I'm trying to think of if I've ever been in a circumstance. I mean, for more than you know, two hours. If I've ever been somewhere, a class, a group of people, a setting in which it was so bro that I felt like I couldn't hang at all. Um, and I, I, but I, I just can't think I of have, a... I mean, I grew up with mostly brothers and and in my community, I mean, it's similar to Long Island in that it is very masculine driven. It's very patriarchal, uh, which you I were, mean, you were the vast majority of the country is. Out, pretty young. I was yeah. out because I thought it was funny to make straight people uncomfortable. But did and... you find, did you, but did you, did, did you ever feel isolated did you feel teased? I'm not a pussy no um <laughs> I didn't no I didn't feel teased and I I knew I was being made fun of like I knew I was regularly made fun of but in a weird way I liked the attention so I didn't mind it and mm. it it like I was surrounded by a lot of bros and there was a lot of the bro mentality and I think in some weird way I fed on it because I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny to be so flamboyant around bros yeah. and to like push that because at the end of the day not to be crude or anything, but I blew most of the bros. And so like, <laughs> I like there was, and I knew there was this fluidity to sexuality because I got it from the bros. Like there was this idea How of- How many bros did you blow? A lot. How I, many? Yeah. I don't have a number because bro, you're, you're claiming to be an Elliot Glazer right now. Yes, I, in I high school know. I was because no, I was, not. think He's about not. it, think about it. I was the only actual visible idea of someone gay, someone who right. liked men, a man who liked a man. And- other p men in school who saw me were like, they knew that that was a possibility with me. They knew that that was there. And if they had any inkling of exploration, I was the only person they could come to. Fortunately, repression worked in my favor and I got a lot of dick. But I knew that there was fluidity to male sexuality and that we aren't just a one or a 10. There's a, there's a, we're an eight and a four in a lot of ways. Sure. I can say where we grew up, it was- Well, Elliot's. It was it, a, a hard- one to one. No, yeah, you were I mean, not. They, allowed. they also were getting blowjobs. I guarantee. Oh, I'm you. sure. I, I'll tell you what. I was the gay, one of the gayest kids in my high school, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was straight. And yeah. I was in the gay straight alliance. And I was every like that's Aww. what I was made fun of when I dumped my uh, junior high girlfriend. I mean, my uh, junior year of high school girlfriend. She asked me if it was because I was gay, uh -huh, solely right. because like I wore Hawaiian shirts or like you, had you know what I mean. Gay. Like just like I made oh I, I had confidence, which yeah. I think just. Why why did you join the Gay Straight Alliance? Because I... He's a good person. I, I wasn't no. even like preternaturally no. woke. It was more... This In high school, 90, we don't do that. 99, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And uh, I think it was because I'm obsessed with like, wait, why... Does anyone have a hard time? Like I'm yeah. still, I guess yeah, that's yeah. my version of wokeness now is like, why is it hard for homeless people? Why can't we make it easier? Why can't right, we right, make it easier? Right. So when, uh, and also I think Great gay straight alliance we would be under the umbrella in my high school and forgive me for uh, using this word but like uh, it was like the freaks yeah like even yeah. the possibly straight kids you know or, or now that we know what queer and like fluidity mm -hmm. means but like you know just the guy with the tongue ring who liked to draw yeah, you know the girl yeah. the girl who didn't talk much but had a camera you know like yeah and, and I, like, felt, I felt the kinship yeah. to like in being like the bro who I would talk to everyone then yeah. be yeah. like oh Shafiq you're an interesting character you're a figure you're a Persian figure skater yeah, yeah, yeah and right. you, you wear women's pants well and then I'm yeah, like right, wait right. a minute <laughs> right <laughs> now, oh the gay straight alliance yeah can we find Shafiq on Instagram right now <laughs> oh my god burnt so hard I, I could now that I know understand gay culture and have way more gay friends and stuff yeah i 
I ran into one of those dudes uh, like way later in life yeah. on at Penn Station on Long Island Railroad, my friend Paul, and I was like, and I wanted to be like, I know who gay people now, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hug me. And the but the highlight of that was that he was there with a dude from my college. Oh. who I kind of knew, but I didn't know was gay. Oh. And I don't even know if he was gay. But they were huh. a couple, and I was like, this is such an amazing thing for two oh people God. from two different yeah. eras of my life. Do you officiate yeah. weddings? You should officiate weddings. I have done three. Oh, two good. straight, one gay. I would love yes. to have you officiate my wedding. Oh, man. Can I, can I ask you, in reference to the idea of, like, what Alan's talking about, the idea of, like... Blowing a million straight people? Yeah, blowing a million straight people. You're whatever. just jealous. So I also have heard... I had an ex-boyfriend years ago who was like, "I blew the whole football team," and I was like, right. "No, you didn't." Yeah. But as a, but Brent and I have also shared the experience of having the polar opposite of that, which is you wishing, were terrified, wishing that we could get in on the action, but never, never striking. Yeah. yeah. Did you? But specifically, you haven't. But like, have did you grow up with friends who who admitted to ever? doing that because i i never yeah do you have found straight that. friends who have actually told you oh yeah i used to hook up with i used to let my gay friend blow me in high school yeah i have not heard that yeah. from anyone and why would they most say of the it? people who most of the people who are who would say something like that are now currently more fluid sure. or, yeah, 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 yeah but like why would honestly if you're if you grew up in a city like or a place like long island or kirkwood missouri where i'm from and you stayed in that community and you're yeah quote-unquote heterosexual and you or, or you, you're an eight you, you're and yeah and but yet at some point in your life you got a blowjob from a guy or you gave a blowjob or you experimented in any capacity yeah. and knowing the patriarchal society that you live in it is super dangerous for that man to then admit to casually one day getting a blowjob from a dude in high school not to john gabris yeah no but I, like it is I, dangerous though because they could lose their wife they could lose i mean they could lose so much sure Right. I think I think you would like have heard like you'd heard rumors of like yeah. I heard but always the rumors were like those two straight guys are like such good friends. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the rumor is they, you know, jerked each other off or what. Oh, me, me God, come on. <laughs> Just give me a slice. Wait, can I, can I, so can many I people listening with a bone. I will tell you one. I had a friend, uh, I remember getting lunch with her. We had just moved to New York. We we're like 22. And she told me a rumor from our high school that my number one hottest guy my entire life growing up had hooked up, according to her, with the number two hottest guy I yeah, ever she know. Crushed Where's the crush? She uh, she said she was roommates with one of them. And with one of the guys that who yeah. admitted to being hooking up. But with now this he's guy. married yeah, yeah. with children, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I just I was always it was literally it was like my dream. <laughs> it was like my dream that that happened, and then I found out. I mean, again, rumor mill, but I right. found out it. it were you it out happened. in high school? I was not. No. Oh, I no. thought you were. No, mm. I came out to like. Two friends is like bi curious, but yes. <laughs> but no, I think yeah, I was not like an out. Yeah, yeah I mean, I have yeah. friends that would think that hearing like you know, uh, I heard that guy's gay. Everyone would be like, that's disgusting. All right, guys, ready for football practice? Look <laughs> yes. at my dick. Here's yeah, my dick. Yeah, oh, right, I hit right. you in the dick, and it'd be like, right, let's all yeah. fuck it. Let's throw this guy in the shower. I let's still, duct tape guys I, together. It's like <laughs> uh, the energy is so, so insane, homoerotic. Yeah. Yeah. I still to this day cannot under. I literally cannot understand the idea of these like rowdy alpha, you know, toxic bros being like obviously it's it's not the the common thing to do but like you hear these stories of these crazy rowdy dudes being like let's shove a 
th- something up this guy's ass? Yeah. And I'm like, sure. Putting what? your balls or your dick on someone was like a big <laughs> thing in my yeah. high school balls and college. On the forehead. Like, straight guys, like someone's asleep. It's like, get a picture of my nuts on this dude's head. Yeah. Pulling your nuts out of your zipper and like, yeah. you know, doing weird. Oh, yeah. Like, eating chicken heart. That. You say or, gross. Yeah. It's literally Elliot's dream. No, it's, yeah. gross. it's gross. To wake up with nuts. I don't know why it's gross, though. I mean, if. if the if, Roman gladiator if, helmet, which is where the nuts are here and the dick goes down your nose. Like, in some way, it's consented like people are consenting to this behavior right. it's still toxic though i guess but yeah it is very i'm just saying the obsession with i'm saying the obsession no, you, hey, you keep saying it's that a, to me Brent. I'm, but i'm talking about in something non-consensual i'm always yeah. i'm always so fascinated when you hear these stories of like footballers hazing a dude by being like let's shove something in his ass what yes why yeah. is that on your brain my high school yeah, actually yeah, yeah. had like a thing that where it heightened like so badly that the football team was shut down that like yeah. it was sodomy oh, it was like wow. they, uh, cops they shut down they they canceled high school they canceled the football team for two years they no longer went they away couldn't for, stop fucking sodomizing each other well like it was just like the kid it was a hazing the kid Ended up being like, yeah, he got hazed to the yeah. degree in which he was uh, physically harmed. Phys- physically oh, harmed. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting lightheaded. Yeah, yeah. Brent was... has vasovagal, vasovagal responses to <laughs> even the suggestion of. <laughs> He can't take it. Sorry. He's going to pass out. Uh, uh, he's going to pass out. Drink another Mountain Dew, dude. Take yeah. a swig of Mountain Dew. Take a swig of Mountain Dew. You don't even know what happened. That's okay. I'm he can visualize it. I, I, he can visualize I'm it. I'm understanding where oh this is. Wait, so have you ever uh, came, uh, switching subjects to nothing that has to do with anal? Did, <laughs> did um, you ever come across a guy that you didn't really, you weren't like super, super close, but you, you know, were communicating or whatever, and you found out they're gay? Were you ever surprised to learn someone? was gay. I just uh, a month ago, two weeks ago, I went out to dinner with some friends uh-huh. and two <coughs> Aussie guys were there. Mm. Oh, those are always the tricksters. Aussie? Yeah. F- yeah. Australia. Australia. Oh, got Australia, it, got yeah. it. Fo- foreign guys is always like, even just, even yeah. if they speak the same language as you, yeah. it's always <laughs> yeah. just a you little, never the, know. The, the, yeah. the dar is a little off. Yeah. Right. You know? right. And I just sat with them and I was like, they're like, yeah, we're roommates. We met out here and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And they like, and they were just kind of like a little bro-y dudes, yeah. you know, like they didn't like, Never had like a PDA. They drove us home, like me and my wife. Oh. They drove us home, and then we were like, "Oh, it's nice." And we were like, "That oh, was so great meeting those guys." Oh, like, roommates. And then, I was, and then somebody mentioned that they were someone was gay. Like, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah, is gay." And I was like, "Oh, he is. Oh, that's interesting." And they're like, "I had no idea." It's like you know they were a couple, right? And I was like, that's "Oh so my funny. god!" <laughs> I, I didn't even know. I just sat. It was like three couples at dinner, and I just didn't know. And also, that's kind of. You know, straight privilege or whatever that I assume in a, a six-person dinner, the two men sitting across from each other because they're not acting like a couple can't possibly be. A Meanwhile, couple. I've had yeah. plenty of times where I'm like, when I find out that somebody, like a guy, is gay, and I'm like, he it like literally yeah. not a clue. Yeah, I was not made for this. My yeah. body, my <laughs> mind, my child. One of my favorite things to do to straight dudes, especially ones that I know I'm gonna kind of hate or are giving me super broy culture, <laughs> is asking if they have a boyfriend. <laughs> like just casually, like in, com- in getting to know them, be like, yeah. "So, do you dating? So, do you have a boyfriend?" Oh, that's the most one of the yeah. most off-putting things you can apparently do to a straight guy. Sometimes is, yep. is go, um, "Well, what does your girlfriend or, or partner or whatever think yeah. about that?" Because yeah. you're like, as I'm like learning to not just assume hetero. Yeah. So you say it to everyone. And for some reason, people who are like straight are like my wife. I'm like, well, yeah. you know, your they wife's get your super partner. Super offended, <laughs> also. But it's yeah. also it's only to people that I know I'm gonna hate. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> react know? that way if somebody t- asked me if I, my partner. I, don't don't say partner. It's not a law firm, you know. Like 
it's yeah. boyfriend. I never got that. Partner. Well, I think because it is gender neutral. It. That's the thing. It's like we're constantly seeking words that are gender neutral. I'm yeah, like, I'll just partner, I partner, spouse, sig of. Those yeah. are like the ones that Wait, work. Yeah. Sig, sig of? Yeah, yeah if you shorten significant other to oh, sig of. Oh, I was like, that oh. sounds like a sorority. <laughs> <laughs> Delta Gabe. sig of is what I call my wife. It's complicated. She loves it. She's Greek. Gabrus, thank you so much for being here. John, oh, so I know it goes so quick. Where can, the, where can our listeners listen to you? You can listen to me on my High and Mighty podcast. A good place to start <laughs> is if you're a fan of this podcast, listen to my episode with Elliot. Yeah, listen to that one. That crossover. Oh, yeah, an episode of Elliot, not crossover. an episode with Brett. John yeah. Gabriel. Yeah. Guess who has to get, <laughs> guess who's going to be sliding into your DMs with some heart emojis. I hope I get a dick on my head. And another thing. So Karamo Brown. Karamo? Karamo? Karamo, Alan's fave. I hate him so much. <laughs> he was the guy who, on um, Dancing with the Stars, did it, like apologized for Sean Spicer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's actually yeah, a good guy. Wait, wait, wait. I, to be fair, he didn't apologize. He just said he's not a monster. Right. <laughs> Interpersonally, which I right. think we were all, needless to say, freaking he, out I, over. I think his reaction to the people the being like, don't don't try to make him a, like, a decent oh, person. Oh, that's right, yeah. And it was that that I was like, dude, it was calm wild. down. Well, he has a kid, um, a pretty grown- fun. A grown son. Yeah, he's named older Jason. than I thought. He's 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 really old. Well, I think he found out that he had this son later in life, and it oh. was a surprise. Oh. Um, and anyway, nevertheless, so his son Jason mm-hmm. uh, kept his sexual orientation from his dad Karamo for a while, and eventually like his identity. Yes, like his yeah. identity, <laughs> his existence. Yes. And um, when he did, he finally, ad- you know, admitted to his dad that he is pansexual. Yeah. Um, and the two have grown ever closer since the experience as Karamo. But because it's an opportunity for him to um, <laughs> right? talk get to press. S- yeah, get press so, about it. Oh, nevertheless, yeah. Karamo. <laughs> ridiculous. Said, it's true. <laughs> Karamo said that he doesn't advocate. the. T- he, he appreciates that his son came out to him, but doesn't advocate the term coming out. And what he said was. I believe that the term is antiquated and outdated in the sense that it gives the power to someone to accept or deny you when in actuality what the process is, is that we're letting people into their lives. So when you do that, it gives the person the courage to know that you have the ability to set boundaries and decide who you want to let in your life. And I think it takes some of the pressure off. It gives the power back to the person who actually needs it. So it's something that, as when I worked on in social services, I taught my kids. Mm. So basically what he's, he's saying— He's got a bunch of kids? Oh, social services. Got it. Yeah. yeah but I think he also—I think he might have more than one kid. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so his teenage son is pansexual, but he says he— didn't think that coming out is the right term to use. And I was wondering See, if you I, guys I actually, agree. I've never been, I, I, I don't know. For some reason, coming out has always just felt so like Saturday morning special to me. Mm. Just like sit, you know, turning your chair backwards and, and just kind of leaning in and saying, you know what? I'm here to tell you something. I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. Right. Or coming out of the I just closet. Can't, I yeah. can't do does it. Does it feel antiquated? It does. It's always felt antiquated to me, but that's not to say that it's unreasonable for people to do it. Of course it makes sense. It's a, Established it's just that I'm so in the in, minority. It's yeah. so um, part of the culture. There really is. It's hard to think of any of another. I don't term. think it's antiquated. I, I, I don't. While I understand, Do you like the term? I think this. I think we need to break down two things. Yeah. One thing is how he broke down um, the idea of coming out, and he made it a I, like a question almost that like as if my coming out is somehow dependent upon you accepting me or not. Right. And I think his strategy to get press um, by changing the <laughs> definition of coming out uh, 
is wrong, and I also don't think it's antiquated because coming out to me is, even though I never felt the need or did have to have a grand coming out story, and I never had an It Gets Better story, mm-hmm. and I don't have any of that because I had it pretty well. I'll you know I'll be the first to say yeah, that. You had and a doll I, on your butt, and I, I had a doll on my butt, and my parents accepted it, and yeah, yeah, and they loved that episode. <laughs> um, and there were, did they and, listen? Oh yeah. Oh. Wow. Um, and so. I think it's a state of mind. It's a it's a coming out is not necessarily an action. It's not necessarily it's when you start living your authentic self. And that it doesn't necessarily have to be July 23rd, 1997 mm. is when I came out. It's when I started living truthfully and sure. saying I am gay and it's not to one person and it's not to what it can be if you want to sure. make it that. But in a reality, and you talk to a lot of people, even trans people who talk about that sort of second coming out oftentimes with yeah. trans people where they have to come out as whatever queer identity they had when they they were living in the biological gender that, you know, the world gave to them. But when they finally found their authentic selves and learned to accept their authentic selves, it was that second coming out that wasn't necessarily they told their mother or their sister or their brother or boss or whatever. It was that I started living authentically. That's when I came out as trans. And I think it's a it's a it's a mindset. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I do remember Elliot talking about the, for the first time he felt comfortable being out. Mm. And it was he had just put on his cutoff jean shorts. <laughs> And he put in his Dreamcatcher belly button ring. Oh. And you went to man. You went into with Manhattan a butt plug. That Where did plug. I go? He had a butt plug and, he was, in. He was in a, and you just kind of strut around Chelsea right, that day. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So Look at me, pieces bar. How free you felt by that. So that's really that's yeah. meaningful to me. Yeah, I guess that makes is sense. Is my pants bulging or is it my butt plug? <laughs> Do you think it's it's antiquated? You know what's funny is in the recent years I've been like, oh, I don't. I've I've I I came to the idea that it's like. I think it's annoying and silly and arbitrary that there should be a coming out. I'm mm-hmm. like that. Sh- it shouldn't be a thing. Like you I shouldn't agree have with to that. make it. But but my mind changed. But I changed my mind. I think that it's like if you don't want to make it an event, don't make it an event. Yeah. But I understand that if somebody feels the need to be emancipated to kind of to make it an announcement. Yeah. More power to you. Like, For sure. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I just it's it's um. I, mean, I also think I guess the other thing that I'll say. Um, is that I think we've hit a point, I, you know, I would say I, I bring up coming out what the process was like on, what, two-thirds of my first dates. I do find it somewhat interesting yeah, on a first too. date. Yeah, I too. I always ask. But I think we, I never, we're, I we're never past did. the point where it's interesting if someone doesn't care. Right. Know? Like, And I feel like there's still this, like, you know, uh, I came out to my mom, and you know what? She looked at me in the eyes, and she said, well, I love you. And it's like, yeah, that's what she's supposed to That's right. great. And unfortunately, not everyone gets that, but that's what she's supposed to say. So right. Yeah. We can leave. You know, yeah. I don't know. I, it, I, I almost felt feel like guilty for not having that. Like I felt for a long time. I remember in my twenties, uh, friend, and this was like you know in the aughts, and so people, and it was the height of sort of it gets better and shit, and like it's it betterish. It gets betterish. Um, <laughs> fantastic web series by Brent Sullivan and Ellie Glazer. Out 100. But I did feel guilty because I would do It Gets Better shows and I would do different things and people would tell me their coming out stories. And because of my situation, I never really had a coming out story. And it made me feel like, am I missing something? Like, because I grew into being gay very naturally in a lot of ways, I think I found that part of myself. And I didn't really identify with other people's stories. And then as I got older, especially more as I started to know more and more trans people 
it was then I started realizing the the power of coming out. Yeah, you know, because that coming out was so much deeper. Yeah, in in sure. my opinion, and yeah. how I felt it from from I totally that, get that. Trans. So when when it gets better was happening, um, there was a a friend of a friend, um, <laughs> who started an organization that was a video series, a nonprofit that was a video series that documented. Gay men coming out. I think it's he now Chatterbait. Ex- expand. What is it? Chatterbait. <laughs> Chatterbait. <laughs> it, it's expanded. I think it expanded to other queer people, but yeah. ultimately, for the most part, it was gay men. And I always thought, he, I think he thought it was a way to kind of ingratiate younger people to have a reason to come out and to feel better about it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I just thought, I don't, I don't know if this is, you I don't know what that. this is going to do for anybody. Well, and that's, I think that's, that's really. The point of coming out, which is why I kind of disagree with with Camaro's is that his name? Caramo. Caramo's name, Caramo. Caramel. 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 Um, but oh, it's one of the you. reasons why I disagree with his take on it because I think that coming out is whatever it means to you. Yeah. And if that if that doing it in that way, where it's a literal statement yeah. to others, is your method of doing, it, or these YouTube videos you see of twins coming out to their parents, which is all, yeah. why is it twins always? Yeah, right. Um, but. <laughs> Those are beautiful videos, and it's sure. wonderful that they're doing it. And it feels a little staged, but sure. it's wonderful that they're doing it, and and that's healthy for them. Wonderful for me. What was healthy for me is living in a gay world where I can have openly gay friends and talk in the gayest way I want to talk and do the gayest things I want to do. And that, to me, is the strength of coming out. Is yeah. just being able to exist in the weird way that I exist. Yeah, yeah just be a huge faggot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What would your aunt say? Hey, Alan, what would your aunt Anne say about something she heard on today's podcast? I think you're lying. You did come out. I remember the moment you came out. You walked into my house singing Bette Midler's Wind Beneath My Wings, (laughs) and I knew you were gay. (laughs) You didn't have to come out. didn't have to. Um, My Aunt Joanne would say, you should date John Gabris. It's like he's not Jewish or gay or available. He could convert. (laughs) Brent, how about Aunt Ramona? She'd say, <clears throat> I live on Long Island. I go into the city all the time. I go once every 18 months. Exactly. Does she really? Yeah. Oh, That's wow. exactly how it goes. Did you ever go out and visit her when you lived there? I did. Yeah. Yeah. She gave you money? More. Yeah, before Trump. She gave you money? No. No. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Network.